Welcome to LenderDoc Unlocked, the podcast that delves into the revolutionary technology behind LenderDoc, the leading provider of online property and casualty insurance policy verification and automated lien holder process management services. Our policy verification as a service platform offers banks, lenders, and financial third parties the ability to digitally verify and correct home and auto policy-related data in real time. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of this game-changing technology and hear from industry experts on how LenderDoc is streamlining and simplifying the insurance verification process for all. Tune in to unlock the future of lien holder automation with LenderDoc. Welcome, everyone. Today, we are back with our guests from LenderDoc's executive team, including the CEO, Frank Eubank, the CTO, Travis Rodak, and the head of product, Brandon Rodak. We're excited to have them here to discuss another major business challenge and pain point that has been a longstanding issue for PNC insurers. Thanks, Thanks Spencer. Spencer. Appreciate to be here. Today's conversation speaks to the importance of data security in today's digital landscape. So, Frank, do you mind providing some context to today's topic of a SOC 2 audit and compliance report? Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to. You know, with the increase in, as we say, digitalization and cloud services, data automation, compliance with SOC 2 requirements indicates that, you know, any organization is maintaining just a high level of of information security. So strict compliance requirements can help ensure sensitive information is just handled responsibly. So what we call a SOC 2 type 2 report, um, essentially it's for both security and profitability. So a SOC 2 type 2 assessment offers evidence that an organization is simply implementing the security controls they say they are, and that those controls are working correctly to protect the data. Okay, so maybe before we get too far into the discussion, for those listening in today that may not be quite as familiar with SOC 2 compliance, can we have you define it literally, Travis? What is SOC 2? Sure, Spencer. So SOC 2 audits were developed by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, actually, believe it or not. And they were created to provide assurance over a service provider's cybersecurity controls. So they're an extension to what we call the SOC 1 audits, which is an audit of service provider's financial reporting. So SOC 2 audits are based on essentially five, what they call trust service principles. One, security. Number two, availability. Number three, process integrity. Number four, confidentiality. And then number five, privacy. So SOC reports also come in two different types. So a type one audit, really the assessment of a point in time. So they assess whether the vendor's security controls are designed to meet the relevant trust principles at a specific point in time. A type two audit assesses whether their controls or those controls are actually work as intended over a period of time. So point in time type one, period of time or over a period of time, SOC two type two. So those are the two differences. A SOC 2 can apply to service providers that process and store customer data. And in producing the SOC 2 attestation of compliance, auditors refer to the AICPA's Statement on Standards for Attestation Engagements, which emphasizes data security. So SOC 2 requires organizations to establish and follow strict information security policies and procedures. 
encompassing the security availability processing integrity and confidentiality of customer data so that's why it's important the five trust service principles mentioned above having the SOC 2 report attesting to your enterprise's compliance means you can demonstrate to others that the data you process is protected vendors typically start with a SOC 2 type 1 which is your single point in time audit then they usually follow it up with a type 2 audits um, on an annual basis over a period of time, which basically measure your ongoing SOC compliant. Both types of audits are ch pretty challenging, actually. Type 2 audits are usually the most difficult because it is a process that, that can be done over a three-month window or a six-month window. Okay, so clearly SOC is pretty important in today's digital environment. So Brandon, maybe you can provide some specifics on what is included in a SOC 2 audit. Sure, Spencer. Um, like Travis mentioned, it's really just all about security. So an audit focuses on prevent, preventing unauthorized use of the company's assets and data compliance. So basic SOC 2 compliance really would address the following four controls. So controls over logical and physical access, which is basically how you control and restrict logical and physical access to prevent illegal entry. Number two, operation of the system. So securing that, how you manage system operations to detect and minimize deviations from already established processes. Change management being number three, implementing a regulated change management procedure and preventing illegal modifications. And uh, the final um, thing that they look at is risk mitigation, which is really the process of identifying, developing risk mitigation strategies while dealing with business interruptions and the use of vendor services. Yeah, Spencer, the, the other, I guess the second focus for SOC 2 is what they call processing integrity. And that compliance would include, you know, making and keeping records of system inputs. So detailed logs of all the system input uh, and operations. And then it also defines processing activities. So defining processing operations to guarantee that products or services actually fulfill requirements. Yeah. And then the third principle of SOC is, is confidentiality, which restricts access to and disclosure of the private information so that only particular persons or organizations can access it. So it, it would cover things like identifying sensitive information and implementing methods for identifying private info as it is received or generated and determining how long it should be kept, for example, and then data e erasure, right? So implementing strategies for eliminating, right? Purging, erasing that confidential information when it has been recognized for deletion. Yeah, thanks, Travis. So the final principle covered is privacy. So the privacy principle focuses on the system's conformity to the actual client's privacy policy and the ISCPA's generally accepted privacy principles, which is often referred to as GAP, G-A-P-P. This SOC category includes techniques for collecting, using, retaining private information along with the process for data disclosure and destruction. So in this area, um, SOC 2 compliance obligations include two things, using clear and visible language, the language used in the company's privacy notice, should be straightforward and consistent, leaving no possibility for misunderstanding. And second, SOC 2 compliance obligations for a privacy notice should collect information from trustworthy sources 
the company should guarantee that third-party data sources are reliable and that their data collection procedure is fair and lawful. All right. So I guess the real question is then, how critical is it for an organization in today's insurance industry to obtain that SOC 2 compliance report? Frank, what do you think? Yeah, sure, Spencer. I think it's actually really important. I think if you're any kind of service provider or vendor to either the insurance or financial services industries nowadays, you're almost unequivocally required to have a technical audit for a SOC 2 report. It's just what's expected. Most companies now, as they've migrated to the cloud and are more digital in most of their processes and workflows, they pretty much expect uh, expect a SOC 2 compliance from any provider. Um, and so it just, I think a SOC 2 report demonstrates a, a real commitment and seriousness about cybersecurity. Now, while I think there are a number of reasons a SOC 2 attestation is valuable for any organization, I would say the top reasons are probably in, in succession. Number one, just customer demand. As I mentioned, protecting customer data from unauthorized access and theft, I mean, that's just a priority for anyone. You don't have to look very far to have that be at the, really the top of most people's lists of, of importance. And so, you know, you could potentially lose a lot of business to implementing and maintaining a poor cybersecurity profile. So that would be number one. I think two is cost effectiveness. You think audit costs are high. I mean, just take statistically in 2021, a single data breach cost uh, had the average of $4.2 million, a figure that keeps rising every year. So a SOC 2 audit helps to avoid any of those type of costly security breaches. Three would be competitive advantage. If you're going up uh, you know, and, and selling a solution um, and you're in a competitive situation and you have a SOC 2 compliance audit and your competitor does not, you're in a much more favorable position, right? Four would be peace of mind. Just passing a SOC 2 audit assures a lot of things, uh, everything from improved security profile from system and networks and everything else in between. So there's just a lot of confidence that inherently comes from that. Five would be a regulatory compliance, right? So because SOC 2 requires, you know, it dovetails into other frameworks. I mean, even if you're like, say, in healthcare or, uh, you know, there, there's other frameworks that it uh, applies to. And so that certification can just speed up your organization's overall compliance efforts, depending on what it is. And finally, just value. I think a SOC 2 report provides just really valuable insights into your current organization's risk and security posture. Everything from vendor management, internal control governance, regulatory insight, and a lot more. Well, that's awesome. And today has been very insightful and relevant for anyone operating within the PNC insurance and financial services industries. So we appreciate everyone's participation and comments. And that's all the time we have for today, but we want to thank everyone for joining today's episode, and we look forward to future discussions and topics related to the PNC insurance industry. Thanks for listening to LenderDoc Unlocked, the future of lien holder automation podcast. To learn more about LenderDoc's suite of products and how we can help your business, visit LenderDoc.com. That's L-E-N-D-E-R-D-O-C-K dot com.